the Rap Roundtable. Yes, sir. The Rap Roundtable is back. It's my favorite time of the month. Got the gang with me. Voltron is back full. Langston, welcome back, my brother. Yo, it feels good to be home, yes, y'all. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Round of applause for Lang. It's, it's been a little God. weird not having Lang here, you know, but like you said on the last episode, get your shit right, come home, and you're back. Love y'all, man, for real. To my left, steady snob and the rap snob himself, Sincere. Always. Dini, the balance. May the force be with you. And we have a special guest with us tonight, super producer. Minnesota, what's good, family? What it is, home team. What it is, home team. What it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome. We are tonight's entertainment. Tonight, (laughs) we're going to be talking to Minnesota about a lot of things hip-hop related. We're going to do the news on the back end of the app. I know we usually get into it firsthand, but we want to talk to our guests. We want to let the people know what it is because he's done a lot of things, a lot of valid things. Ain't no bullshit over here at the Rap Roundtable. So, Dini, since you plugged us in with this special guest, we're going to give you the floor. You're running the ISO here. Talk to us. All right. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to Super Producer Josh. Shout out to Jig in the back. I'm going to give a shout out to the homies on deck. True. Um, I'm here with a longtime friend. It's not, it's not just an interview. It's a longtime friend. Since back in New Millennium Barbershop, Soundview Vibes, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to talk about it. Boogie Down Bronx, home of the hip-hop, don't ever forget it. Word up. Yeah. You know, we rocking with Minnesota Money Boss. Legendary. Classic. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to us. How you been feeling, man? Um, Just healing up, man. Taking everything moment by moment and going full steam with music again and, and hoping it flips back around to... Something with some substance, something with some, you know. Facts. I've been listening. Um, talk to us though, healing up. Break it down for uh, us. In September, I had a brain aneurysm. Mm. And um, you know, I was in the hospital. I was in a coma. I went through, you know, I went through a few things. So with wow. me, with me coming back to life, because I feel like I died and came back to life. But you know, with me coming back and, and getting better. I just said I'm gonna get back into music. I'm gonna go full steam, you know. So why not? You looking, you looking good. Thank you, thank you. Do you team. feel like you have uh, like more of a purpose now? Oh shit! Look, I said I died and came back for this. Shit. Yeah. Chance. You, know. you know what I'm saying? So um, you know I can't I can't explain it. You know when I was in a coma, I had a dream and I saw my um son's mother is deceased. I'm a single dad. God bless her. And um, I saw her. I saw my father and I saw my grandfather. And you remember the end of Carlito's Way when... Um, uh, in the uh, train station? In the train station. Yeah. I was on the inside and they was on the other side with all the people walking and they was just looking at me like, yo, don't come over here. They were mad at me. So, you know, I'm just saying like I have a another perspective on life where it was a lot of shit where coming from my background, you're supposed to do things to people, you're supposed to hurt people, you're supposed to... You know, being a being a producer that got lucky to be a producer because I was always in the street. It was like streets first, music second. So I was always straddling the fence in All between right. those two. So So you say streets straddling yeah. the fence. Yeah. Before we got on wax, you even mentioned selling crack. So that let's was see. that was when I was that was when I was a teenager, but I was always I was in the big fields. Right. So that path from going there. Yeah. To becoming a producer and getting a placement, what was that like? I could do this. This is okay. actually real. But you know what though? Growing up in the Bronx when I was a kid, I loved music, and I was always on cutting on somebody's turntables or. So I when, when hip hop started, I was the baby playing tag at the jam. Oh, okay, okay. okay. 
that was just the, a, that was the backdrop to life, bro. That that visual right there, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And for the record, no disrespect, I'm not dissing Cool Herc. Hip hop started in Soundview. Oh, okay. okay. East Bronx. So not Sedgwick Avenue, not the West Side of the Bronx. No, no. <laughs> Wait, go, go look at some I'm interviews and, and look at Cool Herc's face when they asked him about DJ Mario. Okay. Hip hop started on Soundview Avenue. Oh. Mm. Okay. And there's a there's a guy. See when you when you people in the Bronx don't talk, and um, they'll just let it ride. Oh, yeah. So I'm not saying Hip is not one of the the founding fathers, but he was on the West Side playing disco. So why has no one ever stepped up and said, you know what, this it's ain't not, that? He's a part of it, but. When you speak to the elders in the Bronx, they're like, oh, Herc used to come over here to Soundview. Uh, His sister okay. lived in the projects over here. Uh, she was dating a guy over here, so he would come over here and check out what Bam and Mario was doing. Because oh. when you look at the hip-hop card for hip-hop, you know, it says um, DJ Cool Herc throwing a birthday bash for his sister August um, 11th, 1973, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of people attribute it <laughs> to that, you know? Like, that was the, the essence. It's yeah. weird because, like... Um, you could always like kind of like move the line a little bit here a little bit there you know what I mean like before Cool Herc did it you could always say well he was you know he was influenced by such and such right did it before him or that he might have got an idea from somewhere you know what I mean so it's it's always like I'm not saying he wasn't a part but he was on the west side playing disco and I'm regurgitating what the elders say in the Bronx okay and then at a certain point in history, you had some motherfuckers out in Queens, and I love Queens, but then we had to put <laughs> oh, family yeah. business to the Not side and just let them know, know what Hassan. borough it came from. I know Hassan. Hassan, Hassan. Hassan did that for controversy. Of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> now at the same time, my family's from, I was supposed to be a Queens nigga. Oh, word. So my family is from Farmers Boulevard and Liberty Avenue. Okay. And my uncle took me to a jam when I was four or five years old. And they had the Future Sounds crew and the Cypher Sounds crew. And they mm. were up on like Farmers and Anderson. So the Queens was on it at the same time. Yeah. But the whole thing is seeing the Bronx so far as them stinky parties with people smelling like <laughs> shit, breakdancing, <laughs> yeah. doing electric boogie. They always leave the funk out of the party. Yeah, they, do. <laughs> they leave that major tone out. <laughs> but, oh, um... Man. Hey man, the Bronx. I mean, that was before my time, but like, I've seen clips and I, you know, having having a teenager, I know sometimes like they just go out and do their thing. Don't worry about no type of hygiene whatsoever. They just out wilding. So I, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Well, um, me, if I may, I'm sorry, Sin, but okay. like, what? Because like today is so different. Like if I listen to music, I want to make beats. I could like do it on my phone and learn right. that way. Mm-hmm. Like, how does a kid from the hood like you at that age? Like, how do you even? How were you introduced to music, and what made you want to be I a was, producer? I was always all right. I was always all right. Let's let's get something straight. Everything before 1984 was about music, dancing. It was like I was doing electric boogie one week, <laughs> and then I came outside. <laughs> And all my friends was wearing Timberlands and clout leathers mm. and Roof of the World jackets. And we, everybody dumped music for money. Mm. We were all selling crack. We were 13 years old. Wow. So, in essence, crack 
killed hip hop. Mm. Everything was a joke. You wasn't the shit unless you was out there standing on the post Monday through Monday out there trying to make your money. Yeah, we've heard those stories from a lot of people. Right. So it was like, it was literally like one week it was all about this and then the next week it was like, oh shit, we have more money than our parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big dough money. 13 years old, we putting OJs on hold, everybody's putting up 20. It was 20 hour for OJ car service. So, Four of us for the twenty dollars. We going everywhere. We going to Eden Wall. We going to Webster. <laughs> for, for, for all those who don't remember, you know, OJ's is when you just paid a few dollars extra to jump. But it was a big dog cab though. It was like the right. Caddies, right. the Hummer. They, they were pretty much sprinters, but before back in the good old right. days. You know right. what I'm saying? Back to you, mate. Right. Yo, um, yeah. let me let me interject here, because um, I want you to talk your shit a little bit. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, who you who who who's who's part of the discography? Like um, why? Okay, because like, you um, hear. I'll go to see the problem with me is I have memory issues since I went through what I went through. Okay, and even before that I had them. But what I will say is my my top tier my my tier ones: Pudgy the Fat Bastard, Biggie Smalls, Biggie, yes, Tariq, talk about it, Little Kim, yes. Junior Mafia, yes, um, Baby, Scarface, Little Wayne, Ja Rule. Mm. Whoever I could get it with, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like how though? Like like Well as as a fan, we always wonder about like how attainable getting into hip hop is. Oh so how how did you get your foot in the door um, to start getting these high level Okay, placements? well, I had a crack block okay. in Midtown Manhattan. Okay. And my partner is Puerto Rican dude, we called him Oye Negro, Oye Black. <laughs> so good Oye name, Negro, his cousins. Or his cousin is who's now known as DJ Talim. Okay. Was the dancer for Brand Nubian. Oh, okay. okay. And there's, okay. there's another brother named Our Truth. Mm-hmm. So God Our Truth, he was a dancer for Brand Nubian, but I they they just never showed no hate, nothing. It okay. was just like Y'all want to do music. So they was like, yo, when you buy a machine, just do music. We'll bring you around. I got mm-hmm. so due to the fact that I now had I knew in the back of my mind, yo, I got access to these people. Right. Something in me was like, yo, you're going to be better at beats than everyone. Right. Just being a lover of music. Right. So when I bought my machine and I started working, they brought me up to Mercury. My first placement ever was a group called Yag Fu Front. And then my second place was Gemini the Gifted One from Brooklyn. Ooh. Okay. Relics. And the song we did was called Brooklyn Kids. Okay. And it had a special place in my heart because I'm born in the Bronx, but I was either supposed I was supposed to be a Brooklyn or a Queens nigga. Okay. Because that's where the roots was. My father's from Fort Greene. Okay. My mother was from Farmers Boulevard. Damn. And and you know, <laughs> that's a story within itself. Indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, a lot at that time. My family had a big stronghold on the drug trade in Queens, and people were getting murdered and stuff like that. So for safety, my mother came up to her sister's house in the Bronx. Mm. And when she came up to her sister's house in the Bronx, they switched birth certificates. My aunt is on my birth certificate as my mother. And I was born in the Bronx and raised in the Bronx. My mother was 13 when she had me. You see the work people do to claim the Bronx. You see the work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we we we're we're a special breed. Yeah, we're a special very breed. Special. I don't like that. I don't like that job. The, the, the Bronx already has a head out on you for the last time we were on the hey, show. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> so so you said um, you said you wanted to do music, 
and it was like, yo, go go cop something. Cop the machine. Yeah, what, was, so what was that first that, piece of equipment that you bought? It's the same machine I got right now. Oh, you and yo, lying. look, you want to hear something funny? It's the ASR 10, right? Classic. Wow. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Oh, so you went straight to the big dog. You well, wasn't. look, right? This okay. is the funny shit. I'm a guy up the street. I'm doing beats. Right. I never knew how to layer my shit. I never knew how to. If you listen to my production, it sounds flat, like all the old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know now, I, I know how to make it bang. I know how to right, make right, it jump. Right, right, right. But I didn't know how to do it then. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But you knew, but you knew what it, you knew what sounded good. Your ears still work, nevertheless. I love, I love, I'm a music lover. Okay. You know, and then my my grandfather was a saxophone. He was a hustler and a pimp out of Queens, out of Corona Queens. My mother's father, he was a sax player. Because as I got older, I was like, damn, where the music gene come from? My mother was a jazz singer, you know, not a successful one, but she sung in bars and all right. that shit back mm-hmm. in the days. But the music gene is just there. Like okay. I love music. I was, you know, you want to hear something funny? It's funny, not funny. I'm 11 years old, uh, 10 years old. And, um, you know, my dream was to go and sit with Ben Bada because he was the master of records. Right. So there was, was guys from Bronx River Projects that grew up in Soundview. They was like, oh, don't ever go to Bam's house. He touches boys. Oh, wow. So you knew back then. <laughs> the whole Bronx oh, knew. Wow. This is 1981. Wow. So the Bronx. Wow, bro. See, you got crazy. This, this, everything just went left. I mean, it's not like we don't, we haven't We know. It. But we know, but it's like. confirmation here at the Rap Roundtable. So, you know, um, the Bronx just has a culture with it where. The Bronx is a different place. It's a bogged out fucking place. It's, okay. And it's they, they got it looking neat now, but it's some real burnt out mind states. It's some real poverty. It's some real shit going on to That's this exact. day. You know, so I see how rap came about. It's fucked up up there. It's a lot of shit that go on that right. didn't come out yet. That's right. what makes you saying that you, you said you want to get into music and, and the person said, yo, go get the equipment. Because even to this day now, I feel like when people say, yo, I want to rap or I want to produce, people react negatively. So to hear you say that someone actually invited you to the culture is a positive. But that's the first time I've heard that version of a hip-hop entry story ever. Well, those, those guys from Midtown Manhattan were good guys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of things I went... I'm the, I got shot in Midtown Manhattan. Shit. Beefing over... I got shot on 46th Street and 10th Avenue. Wow. Who gets shot on 46th and 10th? No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's old New York, that's though. True. That's old New York, though. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's how intense it was, you know Ooh. what I'm saying, back then. I remember you know those days, saying? man. So, you know, um, I, 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 I would say when I was young, I was going to hell with good intent. And God has always been knocking me over the head like, nah, I want you to do this, not that. I'm hard-headed. Minnesota, you <laughs> you preaching to me right now. Did, Trust did you me. ever meet Africa Bambada face to face? In McDonald's or in Jerome Avenue? <laughs> Jerome Avenue. Uh, your man, yeah. Hey, your memory's pretty good, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I met him. I met him. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him forever. Mm. But being and, armed with the information that there were things going on, I, I didn't. Well, what was what was your impression of him? Putting aside for a second what we know about, I him praised now, him when I met him. I mean, he was a legend. Right? And I met him God. a few years ago. That might have been like 20, 2016. Yeah. But I've always seen him. You know? So, I mean. That's the thing about, like, this modern day, you know, cancel culture. It's like, you go back and cancel everybody that did anything 
that was like halfway, you know, not nice or you have no one left, man. You know what I mean? You you got no one left, I mean, man. Well, like I don't what, know. What, no, no, no. What Bombada did was like right, know, like egregious, but like. I mean, cancel culture is like inverted dick riding. It's like, it's like, it's like group think. Like, everyone just hopping on each other. Thinking, well, Let's get them the, out of here. Like, that's the world funny. now. Yeah. The people don't have their brains anymore. We're drinking fluoride. I mean, <laughs> we're brushing our teeth with fluoride. It's, it's, it's cancel culture is life. Real, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Um, when I'm, one of my favorite MCs of all time, well documented, big pun. Um, you had a record on that. That classic, a yeah, big record. I, I did. Our I did. Record. The, fir- the first yeah, single. The first single. And that thing charted. Oh, <laughs> tell, tell, so tell, tell us about that. Like, that. how did like, that having a massive smash? How did that come about? Attached to it. It was, it was good because that might have been the first time it happened. What I do did, you mean? I did records, but I never had singles. Ah, got it. You know. Mm-hmm. So um. So between between like Je- Gemini and Big Pun. Like, what was what was the trajectory like? To it was get a lot. Pooba, um, uh, um, some, I did uh, stuff with Pooba, Sadat. I, I, to this day, I've never met Lord Jamal. Word? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, I know the, the, the Sadat and um, Pooba are ice tight with me. Oh, word? Yeah, those are brothers. That's brotherly love. That's what's up. Shout That's out. what's up. Yeah, that 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 pun album just made twenty three years too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a it's a work of art right there. Did I, you did you know pun? I mean, I know I think he was cool with Tariq, and, and you were you were tight with Tariq, right? Or you are tight pun, with Tariq. Pun came up with us. He used to sell crack with us on a on a block called Cozy Corner. Mm-hmm. Cozy Corner is Commonwealth and Randall on the block, or, or Commonwealth and Randall in the Bronx. And um, he did yo. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to pull up his criminal record. <laughs> we heard Pun was a wild boy, man. Pun was wild. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was saying. Ran up on hold with bottles to the head. Yo, you pissed with this baby bubble. He was a wild Puerto That's Rican. A- and, and Soundview at that time, there was only like three or four Puerto Rican families that were prominent. So our Puerto Ricans was nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we had some tough fucking Puerto Ricans. And to this day in Soundview, Castle area, toughest Puerto Ricans in the Bronx. That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact, bro. You know, fat. you got you got any insight on this um this whole uh, beef between Fat Joe and uh, Big Pun's family? family I mean, family. You know, what's the real Cuban story? Link? I don't I don't know. I have nothing against Fat Joe. We almost got into a scuffle at the Puck Building. Uh, my two, <laughs> we had a little pushing match. It was gonna get okay. crazy at the Puck Building. This is like ninety <laughs> three. And then, oh wow, this is from Fat Joe was wild. Flo, yeah, 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 yeah. This is Flo Joe. Yeah, Flo Joe. The thing literally. you gotta understand about the Bronx is the Bronx is the street. Mm-hmm. So Joe's in the street, I'm in the street. And then my other Fat Joe story is pretty funny. They opened up this restaurant in the 90s called Jimmy's Cafe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy's you was know the spot vibes. back in the day. So I'm sitting there and I got bubble guts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a million star studies Come on, girls. <laughs> so I sneak I sneak away from my crew and everybody and I go in the bathroom and I let it happen so you ain't got to drop for that huh you ain't got, you ain't got the sound effect so, so I'm on to and I see the Nike Cortez, but the guy just came in the store, so I make my way out mm. quickly. <laughs> so 
as I'm making my way out, the nigga Fat Joe goes, hey, so this is what you do when you're not making beats. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Wow. Come on, Joe. Wow, bro. Come on. Niggas can't take shits in peace. We all all work the same. So, yeah, I laughed. We laughed it off. (laughs) Minnesota, can I ask you a question about the current state of hip hop? I mean, everything has to run its course. Well, I want to ask you about New York City at the moment, specifically about Brooklyn Drill. Is Brooklyn Drill. A, the next chapter in New York City hip hop, or is it a flash in the pan in your opinion? I don't know. I, I'm not skilled enough to say it because what happens is whatever junior high school kids love, whatever high school kids love becomes mm-hmm. life. That's what I've been telling them here. We're, oh, we're, the, el- the, we're the elders now. Said the tone. Word. It's like Nike and Adidas and Lee's. Word. You know, when I was in junior high school, the battle was between Devil Jeans, Lois Jeans, and Lee's. Lee won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Levi's won. Lee and Levi's won. Right. Do you like drill? Some. A lot of it is garbage to me. Because I still like goosebumps. Okay. I need to hear some Chaka Khan. Oh, okay. okay. I still need to hear some, uh, um, some Donny Hathaway. And you know the funny thing? There are a million great artists right now, but they're all on YouTube. And they're right below the surface, but they're gonna pop. Who who are some that you that are on Michael Kanuka, Anderson Pack. I was on Anderson Pack six years ago. Everybody's on him now. You said Michael Kanuka. Michael Kanuka. He got some money. It's a disco song. It's a roller skating record. Okay, Hmm. that's what I want to do production wise. Kanuka. Nice. Um, um, it's just and then on on Instagram, shit. I, I follow a girl named Georgia Muldrow. I love her music. Like. I really love her music. Then my man, uh, Master Ice from the Jazzy 5 MCs, who was originally from Soundview, he got a whole Neo Soul crew out of Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, what? Incredible. He's like older acts or younger acts? Young. Like how old roughly? 24. Oh, so yeah, young. 26? Young. Thing 19? Is, everything goes in, yeah. you know, in cycles. So you Good have, music. You young rappers, who you think are? I think he was more like, like rappers. Who do I like with rappers? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be underground. Could be. I haven't watched TV and listened to radio since 2010. So you can't avoid it, but you see them. Like I knew Pop Smoke was going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Because there was a, excuse me, there was a feeling to that music. Yeah. Even though it was, it it makes you want to hunt. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, you know, Ooh, like, that's, that's semi, that's send me the Addy of Hunting Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. violent. Yeah, <laughs> it, did, it did bring a vibe to it. <clears throat> for sure. So how did you and Dini connect? You know, like Dini's been mentioning you for this years. Is, this is home team. He's okay. he sell you, and then we was getting our hair cut in the same barbershop, mm. and we're doing the same thing we're doing now, talking shit. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Jazzo. Shout out to Flirty. Flirty actually going through something right now. Yeah, but, Kirk Flirty. But those are some good times, and um. In a classic barbershop in the hood. You know, the barbershop is where it happens for the brothers, you know, so. Always. And I snap a lot. I play a lot. I joke a lot. You know, even with being a person, you know, they got this thing where you're supposed to be stupid if you're street and you're supposed to be mean. Mm. I like I like life. I like laughter. I mm. like fun. You know what I'm saying? So we go in that barbershop and we be sitting there no holding our bar. stomachs. Yeah. No <laughs> bar. It was classic in there, man. A lot of good vibes. Like, kind of like, like this type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? Y'all be playing music oh. in there? Of course. What y'all yeah. be playing over there? This is this is I mean the shop has been closed since what maybe like oh nine? Yeah. So okay, so oh nine 
probably um, a lot of Mob Deep ring off in there. A lot of soul a lot classics. Of yeah, because yeah, we had different ages. Like the oldest guy in there was in his fifties. Shout out to Big Rick. You know what right. I'm saying? We had we had older guys, younger guys. It was like a mixed flavor. A lot of right. pun. Because one of the one of the t- um, older dudes was a Spanish dude. A lot of Rick. Yeah. You know, so a lot of flavors. That's what's up. Do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite record that you produce? Good question. Beat the Clock by Ghostface King. Oh, that pretty Tony album, right? Oh. I, didn't that. Know, I didn't know you did that song, and I was doing my research. I said, holy shit. Applaud that. Uh, I was, you know. <laughs> can, can I ask you, were you, was that something that you just sent to him, or were you, like, were well, you I in made, the stew with him? I played it for him, and um, we were, I tracked it, and he was there. Okay. And I heard, I heard it that when I went down to Florida, the, the dude Trick Daddy, he was yes, down there and yes, I heard yes. it. So I wasn't there for the recording, but Ghost is just, I like Ghost because Ghost is nigga nigga. I love Ghost. That's a fact. <laughs> Ghost and what I mean by nigga nigga man. is. Stocks. Because I was wondering, like, what does that mean? Nigga nigga is, you know how, say we were doing a meeting, right? Uh-huh. And we walk in the room and white people in there and they're offering us money. And I'm like, well, you know, I think that the demographic. Yeah, you know. That's yeah. not nigga nigga. Right? Well, yeah, right. That's a square. Nigga nigga is. Y'all fucking me, crumb crackers better pay me my fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Doing, <laughs> me doing a meeting with Leo Cohen, and and I regret it now, but we were the first people up at Def Jam, the Money Boss players. Oh. And he's explaining it to us in an eloquent way that, look, I'm not going to pay you off for your music. But you might get rich some other way. That was the eloquent version of don't look at the glasses half empty mm. you have to look at it's half full and he was right but we sat up there with him they wanted our crew bad it was bidding wars all over the town for our crew money boss players but we were nigga nigga we didn't give a fuck and we didn't know no better like right. if it's like a like i had the camp with it was six of us that were artists there was two drays and six Nas and Jay Z's in the group because everybody was fucking incredible. Right. Mm. So it wasn't just like a, it was like a, a uppity Wu Tang. A <laughs> <laughs> uptown crack dealer. Who were the members of Money Boss Players? Um, me and Tariq were lost in the ink. Mm-hmm. Me and Lord Tariq. Um, Eddie Chiba and Trey Bag, which is Boss Money. And then um, C Dub and Big Eye, which was QA, questions and answers. Mm. So it's three groups inside of the. How did how did Lord Tariq hook up with Peter Guns? Did you know Guns? Like well, their the relationship. Tariq, Tariq and and I'm not Tariq is my man. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I can't throw him under the bus, but Tariq <laughs> is Lord is is Lord Tariq is Peter Guns' brother-in-law by marriage. Oh right, mm. that's right, that's right. Okay. So so that's that's it right so there. So the Gun right? Runner crew and the Money Boss crew was a family. I see. I see. You know what I'm saying? Those was those was one seventy fourth and Soundview. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, so um, you said you was working on new music. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You want to hear a funny story? I couldn't. I couldn't get any artists. What you mean? I couldn't find any artists. Like niggas. You know, I got the that you head. that you want to work with. Well, one young people were looking at me like. Fuck is this old head with gray hairs? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the I, hood. Yeah, I'm 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 in the hood dealing. Right. Because I had to return to that allegedly in hearsay. 
Right. I'm in the hood. Obviously. I yes. got back to it. Okay. I'm in the projects making $10,000 a week. Oh, wow. So, and my goal was allegedly in hearsay to make a half a million dollars and start my label. Okay. But people are looking at me like, they didn't, they know Mark. Oh, they know Minnesota, but they don't know Minnesota's connected to Minnesota's a producer. Right, right. So it's like this old nigga talk about music. So what you're saying fuck you, you was trying to like basically put all your word, all your worlds into one, basically. Right. Because a lot of times people struggle with that. Like it's compartments. I do this, I do this, I do this, but I want to well, make it one thing. You know what? I have financial training by default okay. now, but I would go, yo, the, my whole tenure while I was producing, say the little Kim Royalty check came in and it was 69000 that should have been going in a week. Right. Mm. I would go gamble. I was a degenerate gambler. Oh, okay. Uh, now we do. Degenerate. Now we talking. You like to gamble on sports? Or yeah, like there you go. You got lame attention. You got the degenerate. You said, you said the word degenerate. CeeLo. Oh, shit. This is wow, wow, just four, five, I mean, six, that's some real hood the shit. The block. Bro. I come from my family, allegedly in hearsay, to this day, either own or have connections to all the dice houses in the Bronx. Wow. This is before me. My family is really criminal. It's a really a criminal organization. Bless their souls. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I mean, what can you say? The Bronx is not trying to be real. The Bronx is real. Yeah. It's always a condition of poverty coming out of the Bronx. Yo, have you been around 138th Street recently? Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, well, they, they're, they're building it up there. That's that's going to be a new hub. That's How do you feel about Gentrification. That? Well, I, I, I feel, I'm going to say rest in peace to the people that are going to be getting hurt in the new supermarkets who are going to come, acting bougie. Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't do it all the way yet. Um, The Bronx is capable of anything. Right. Like, look, we're in Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn niggas have a lot of sense. Talk about even it. With their, <laughs> <laughs> even, even Yo, with their... Even... Yo, where that bottle at? Where that bottle at? Even within their criminal intent and their wildness, yeah. I find them to be smart criminals. You know what I'm saying? They have their moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not the Bronx. Bronx is just savages. The Bronx is 112 blocks of nigga nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Where do you think that stems from? What originated that type of energy? <sighs> Poverty and white flight. Mm. Mm. Okay. Poverty. When Talk I was to me kid, about white flight. What is like like what does that mean? Well, when I was a kid, right, I went to a, a Catholic school, and it's behind Roosevelt High School. Okay. It's called Mount Carmel, and um, motherfucking um, I grew up with that nigga. <laughs> I, had to, I had to walk home from Mount Carmel, and the fastest way to get home mm-hmm. was not going on Ford Road. It was cutting through Little Italy. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. they used to have a gang. The gang was called the Little Golden Guineas, uh-huh. and you had they gave to, it up. You had to make it, or you was going to get your ass beat for your color. And look, this is just being black. Yeah. It was going to wild out. Man, they didn't kick she was different in the Bronx. Ass. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So a Bronx sale type I experienced shit. that. <laughs> nah, dead yeah. ass, bro. Shit real, bro. So I experienced that there. And when I moved to Soundview in 1978, I experienced it again because 
Upper Soundview, which is Shorehaven, they just built a, a yacht, yachts, boats that go from Wall Street to Soundview. Right. You can catch the, um, Same the thing. little ferry out there to back the city. Di- back in the days, back then, it was all white people. Okay. So when we went to this junior high school, IS-174, Halloween, you better take the long way home. Mm. You fucking nigga foaming at the mouth. Get out of here. Fucking kill your niggas. Why you know what's crazy? Like, fight. I never experienced that. Like, I experienced racism, but not that level of ignorance. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I feel like in Brooklyn, it's different because, like, you know what neighborhoods to stay away from. A lot you know of Caribbean like, neighborhoods in Brooklyn, like you, too, Like, how, how much time were you spending in, like, and I don't I don't want to disparage anyone, but how much time were you spending in, like, Bensonhurst? You know what I'm saying? Um, not much, but I can speak for self. Like, we talk about Canarsie now. Like they call, nah, I the, feel you, bro. The I floss. You. Yeah. I, I I moved to Canarsie when they when the floss didn't exist. Right, right. I moved to old money Italians, mobsters, Jewish people. You know what I'm saying? Like it was still like Canarsie pairs where they dumped the bodies type <clears throat> shit. Mm. So like like one of my neighbors had the, the big the big Cadillac that was like two pocket spots long type shit. <laughs> so I saw it. You get what I mean? I, I had like administrators in my school who were racist. They weren't nigga nigga to your point, <laughs> but but. You understood that you were next to some racist people, mm-hmm. and I I kind of watched that neighborhood transition from Canarsie to the Floss as the whites white flight moved out. Cause now that I understand what he's saying, as they moved away, it was like reverse gentrification. Right. They dipped off, and then more people from the Ville pulled up. Cause I was from the Ville originally. You had people from Flatbush move in, and you started to see like, all right, this this is what they're talking about. They talk about gentrification now. But it really all it was is white flight. Right. They it ran from certain time, neighborhoods man. and then they ran the cheaper black neighborhoods and boosted it up, allegedly. Right. It's the right. oldest racket in the book. Talk hmm. about it. Talk right. about it, bro. Right. I gotta hit hey, the thing for that. High. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But um, let's get into some current hip hop. Let's 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 talk about Nas and Jay-Z, our favorite topic here at the Rap <laughs> Let's Round talk Table about it. in 2021. That's what made us friends, wasn't it? Was that, that topic Nas Among and other things, we were yeah. arguing about everything. Yo, yeah. <laughs> it was very heavy. Jay-Z and Nas Absolutely and that Definitely me floor. and Sim When Sim pulled up to the fourth floor The rest was history And then, I mean? then Land came through Talking about Lil Wayne And oh. Like, oh, <laughs> Come on oh. Anyway oh. Anyway oh. That's <laughs> for another episode <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen So Sorry Not Sorry drops Um You know I woke up Yesterday, when the record dropped, and I was expecting to hear the Nas fans with their chests out. Oh. You know, I'm gonna set the tone here. I've been chilling on this episode. You know what I mean? I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look into the camera, and I'm gonna say this: You Nas fans are full of shit. You know why you full of shit? Maybe not sin, but the rest of you Nas fans are full of shit. Because if Nas, if Nas would have bodied the record, y'all dicks would have been swinging. Y'all would have been real confident hey, hey, about yo. your shit. Yeah, I like women. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna talk my shit because had Nas body directed, y'all energy would have been so different. But because Nas's verse was so Reggie, oh, the song is not that good. It's not that good because whole body them yet again. I'm setting the tone right at the rat rat. Go, go ahead, so you shaking your head. I'm here now. Uh, I'm here now, it. nigga. Talk I've been waiting it, for this Cindy. segment. I'm, I'm gonna look at you too as I say it. First of all, what's happening? First, first of all, first, 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 first of all, first, first, first. first. Now fuck the drop. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Sin? That verse is trash, my nigga. The, the whole, no, it wasn't. It was no, trash. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. First you of all, the whole, the, don't, the whole, don't pull the, the whole, dictionary, the whole, the whole, the whole record. Words at the crib. It was the whole, the whole record. The whole record was Reggie. It was mid. No, it wasn't. Whole body there. Go ahead. No. Come on, man. First of all. Hope did his thing. Hope did his thing. Hope did his thing. I mean, it was it was it was a girls, girls, girls type of 
type of beat, just a more generic version. Oh yeah. So it's we like we talk about that. I thought it sounded like song cry. Didn't you get it that? Was song cry. It was song cry. It was song cry. Oh yeah. Song yeah, cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so, call on that, Lang. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Um. So yeah, it had that type of vibe to it. So, uh huh. Of course, Hove getting on that the type of beat. Very first Nas bar. Set, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. 74 beats per minute. That's uh, Hov's... I don't want to hear the producer. That's, no, enough, that's enough Hov's, with the BPM. That's Hov's, enough that's with Hov's the BPM. bag. That's Hov's bag. So he did his thing. Oh, so now you're he, saying that Nas is limited? Hold he up. He hold can't up, get the 74 BPM? My man, can I talk? Can I talk? You ain't saying shit. Can I talk? Thank you. All right, go ahead. Here's the thing. What the fuck are you talking about? Hov's <laughs> verse... Is basically the same verse that he's been spitting for years. Uh-huh. All right, you a billionaire. Right. All right, you're married to Beyonce. Right. We get it, bro. Like the flow was oh, cool. Oh. The the flow was cool. The flow was cool. The flow was cool, but he wasn't saying nothing. So we not knew. At hold least Nas came in with some new, some so, so, some new talk, some new slick talk. Man, oh, because get, Nas get that, is get rich that now. Because bro. he was a broke rapper for bro, years. He's been rich. Uh-oh. Money. Uh-oh. Now Nas he got some money. Rich, so he's, bro. It's new to you. This whole this is ten years in the making, y'all. This whole myth. Let me explain that Nas is a broke Queensbridge rapper still. Nas is broke so long that us whole fans have been hearing those bars for years. It's new to you, nigga, because Nas couldn't rap like that before. He couldn't talk about that. I mean, he could have, but it would have been fake. Because it wasn't real. He been talking this shit. Now we mad at rappers rapping about their life. Nas been talking this shit. What the fuck you want to rap about? Listen. You want to rap about Brooklyn? He's not even in Brooklyn. If you want to big up Ho's verse, tag teaming with Beyonce, she just, had one word, that, bro. Yeah. One word. Come on, man. That man. one word. That one word had With everybody on Twitter ever. talking, bro. Tell my phone, Nas, bro. What you offering? Oh, hey, come God. on. Hey, why you gotta be go on that? Go ahead, I've been shitting on Nas for two months now. Go ahead, bro. Nas here, Jones. Yo, talk about it, OG. This is this is what we deal with. This is what we deal with. Okay. Feel free. Matter of fact, Lang. Go ahead, Minister. Weapons free. Weapons free. Speak your mind, bro. Those are two of the greatest lyricists. It's no argument. Ever. Ever. That we know. That's a whole fact. They took a. They Even took. Nas is a little better. They took the. They took the dynamics. Better at of what? The, Being broke. They took. <laughs> <laughs> they took the dynamic I of the street. You, they took he the dynamic it. of the street and put it in the. the, the, the just talked about it. Yes, he scribbled in Jay-Z the Jay Z saved my life. His life. Oh God. Jay Z saved your bro. life. <laughs> he he had a record out called Streets Is Watching. Yeah, of course. And at that time, I'm not going to go into people's names or anything, but okay. we had our little Money Boss crew. Uh huh. And the boss money gangsters, and, and we were gonna, we we had a problem with some people in the okay. street. And at the same time that we was we in the house committing conspiracy, okay, like yo, we allegedly, get, supposedly, we got to get him, <laughs> we got to get him, and <clears throat> we really didn't have to be the aggressors. We just had to take the short, and it would have all dissipated. Mm-hmm. But you know, young. Right. Something years old. Puff your chest out. We taking this shit. Jay Z that same night dropped Streets is watching, mm. and on the beginning of the first verse, he said, "If I shoot you, I'm You're brainless. Brain- if you but shoot if you me, shoot me, me, then you what's a nigga, to, a nigga do? to do? And then oh. on the second Gospel. verse, he said, "It's hard not to kill niggas." It's like mm. a full-time no, job. job. Not to kill <laughs> niggas. So I was at I was really at the head of the conspiracy, me and my friend Q. And he's a born-again Christian now. He's in the church. He's minister Kwame Thompson. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Talk about so 
you know, um, but we was ready for war. Yeah. And we were going to initiate a response that would have triggered off a, a war. A whole... And Wait. when I sat and I spoke to my, um, Kwame, Minister Kwame Thompson and my friend Ace, and when we let it go, it all dissipated. But it was, it was, it was, we were running mm. around with, I'm a rap producer. Uh. I never knew I was a rap producer. I was just a guy selling beats for now money. Talk, now talk, talk about that real quick. Okay. Because what, like what, like what flips that switch? You know what I mean? Because it's one thing, and I like I struggle with this because people, like people will call me up. But I'm like, I, I make beats. You know what I mean? If it lands somewhere, it lands somewhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? I, 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 I make the beats for the podcast or whatever. The beat you hear like, right now is made by Sen. Talk about it. But like, this is fire too. Thank you, sir. Holla. Uh-huh. <laughs> Honored. Um, but yeah, like what, what's, what flips that switch be, between, yeah, I just make beats and whatever and being like, yo, I am a producer. I am a rap producer. I'm a music producer. Getting placements. Okay. Oh. So you would say that's simple, pretty simple. Bro. So let if me you ask can, you this. If you can make 200,000 a year playing Skelzy, <laughs> I'm a professional Skelzy player. All right. So boom. I think, <laughs> I think what he probably speaking to, and, and now I want to know. Is like you make the beats, right? You're a dude that makes beats. How much of the creative process are you a part of? Like, say, now I'm the rapper. I buy the beat for you. Do you have input on what the, mm. the, what direction I should take as the Sometimes. rapper? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. And um, <laughs> I remember being in the studio with Tretch. Uh, oh, okay. And, I'm, and I'm trying vibe. to tell Tretch how to rhyme. Yeah, you're right. I'm a I'm a cold blooded asshole. I've told niggas, and I'm cool with Ill and Scratch. I told Ill Now Scratch, yo, the shit is whack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I shouldn't have done that. And, and my friend started schooling me, like, yo, yo, bro, this is their stuff. Yeah. You provide this, and shut the fuck up. If mm. they want to take guidance, you can take guidance, but you can't do that. I didn't know. I'm it's, from the Bronx. It's, yeah, but like, I, I understand it because like, this is. This beat, this instrumental came from you. You know what I mean? So you 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 have a certain and, I, and I've like struggled with this. You have a vision for like what an artist is supposed to do on that record. Right. But then when they do something different, you're like, yo, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Like you're right. supposed to do this. Right. But you gotta kind of just like oh, let that baby go yeah. Yeah. and have it be somebody yeah. else's, and that's hard. It's like some and some people I wasn't on, like with Grand Poobah. Damn, Damn, Pooh Pooh legendary, that though, bro. Motherfucker right I heard he's, he's hard to deal with. Like, no. Legendary. I mean, he's legendary artist, but like, he, he's, was, he, he taught. He fucked my career because he taught me to be late to the studio. That, see, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> like, the, the record company was like fed up with him because he would like, is, he would like go up to them in the offices and like, Yo, we not we about to miss our rent. Y'all not y'all gonna let us like live on the street and like make them give them in advance. Like stories I heard, you know. Nah, Puma's like, nigga, nigga. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he's all the way, nigga, nigga. Double, yeah. double, nigga, all the way. <laughs> you know what but I'm like, saying? But like in a sense of like um like some people know how to cook food. You get what I'm saying? And some people know how to like display food. You know, that's to me. That's always like the difference between like a producer and like a beat maker. Like right. a beat maker knows how to cook. Well, I know how to make songs. There, there you go. That's I'm what a producer does. Making songs. That's easy. So, oh, before we, I put out an album, mm-hmm. and it's called Once Upon a Handshake. Right. Fire. Talk about it. Yes. Let's talk so, about that. So, um, Once Upon a Handshake, it's me and the Money Boss crew, and mostly me solo. And um, I really put it. I really 
My man is sitting over there, Jigs and Shotty. Shout out to Jigs. And Shotty put it out. Really, he was pressing me to put it out because I would have never put it out because I'm my worst critic. Mm. I love it. I, I feel love that. Barry. So, on this album, there are songs that are a year old and there are songs that are 25 years old. You guess mm. which ones they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Vari- variables definitely is the old song, man. No, it- variable. No, I-, I recorded variables about... Um, a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Variables and I, and, got and an I, old and I feel said, yo, to it, man. I said, yo, let me get variables variables was produced by me and Mike Lowe. You know what I'm saying? So um Great beat. Fire. So you know, I put the shit I couldn't find no artists. Now that sounds crazy. But it was really hard for me to find artists because I'm looking for artists. Not not a lot of rappers today can attack a beat like they're that. Not, no, but see, a lot of people that they are doing music because it's a means of a way out. Mm-hmm. And Master P started that shit. The dope, the dope it. man doing music because there's money in it. About and it. you can tell by the, the, the type of music and the quality of the music, too. Right. No offense to, is, to Master P, though. Jadakiss is an artist. <laughs> I, love, I love Master P. Yeah, because you got a legend, yeah. For what he's to, done. You have to appreciate people that are showing the way. Right, you know and like we we venerate entrepreneurship as a culture now, mm. right? And I mean, Master P doesn't get enough love for being really the first guy to. Well, I Let's mean, not the first guy, but the first guy to, as me. an artist. You know what I'm saying? Eighty five percent. Eighty five fifteen. Dog. Mm. I mean, come on. A lot now. of people call him the he first. Was, like, he, he's he, he he deserves his credit as as a businessman, absolutely. But like, I was never fucking with his <laughs> he music. Not, he got so, some joints. He got some he, he joints. Got I was never joints. fucking with his Yo, music. You so about it, about it. Was never nah, nah, nah. With his music. What does that mean exactly? You don't like certain shit. If it ain't boom bappery, you're not listening nah, to it. Nah, that's not. It got nothing to do with boom bappery. No, it, yes, it does. No. Because you are a 90s Yo, New York nigga. And, and no. So when a nigga said, tear the club up and make him say, oh, you wasn't listening to let that me, shit. Let me nah. straighten you out. Respect respect it. It. You ain't respected. Master got bars? You got bars? That's my point. That's not, that's Nobody's saying that. About good Nobody's music, saying though. that. You can make good music without having bars, though. That's my point, though. He's such a New York nigga. Yeah, you can't differentiate. No, no, you need some some (laughs) element of bars. Some bars. No, make him say, oh, it was fire. You know, about about it was fire. All it needs to do is make me feel good. My joy from them? I think they had a they had an artist named Brother Lung Chung. Well, I don't know about that. And, 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 <laughs> I'm not and, even the, and the, and the like song was Situation character. on Dirty. I think it was off the... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going to hell, man. Shout out to Master P. I fuck for P's. Nah, he's a, he's a legend, man. He's a fucking yeah, legend. Pete, P's got it, man. He's still oh, putting his son on. It don't matter if Sons. we think his music is garbage. That man is up there. And put his I whole family his on. The whole family is locked in. He thinks. Yeah, Sin. The rap Sin, no, Sin is like, yeah. But look, I, fellas, I got, I got to keep us on track. <laughs> I popped my shit about Nas. Lang, I haven't heard you talk I, about Nas. Yeah, for two so about, about this Nas what, record, what, what, this Nas and Hove record. Yeah. I, I thought that shit was garbage, bro. Like, I wasn't fucking with it. I like it. I respect that take. I, so Nas's versus garbage is what you say. Wait, 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 wait. You respect that take. I said, I said the record was made off the jump. I he was like, ah, oh, I haven't heard from you. Well, let me finish. Um. I, I just first of all it's a Khaled was involved with it right I don't need first Khaled of first, 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 like cause, first cause like the beat and the fact that it's Hove and Nas on the song together with that like melodic whatever I, that's not the word but that kind of beat it's like 
they really going for the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I don't need DJ Khaled yelling on a record that's supposed to be nostalgic. That's okay, number that, one. That's a fact. Uh, number two, like Nas, I wasn't really feeling it, bro. Mm. Wasn't his best verse. Uh, well, that's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, you know, the question is how far. Listen, I love Nas. Um, you know, not his was, best work. It wasn't his cup of tea. The beat was not now you really excuses made for, this nigga? for him. Hey, by the way, like, Hove, you know, Hove had his moments. I didn't think Hove did great either. He did all right. Talk about hey. it. I just, like... <laughs> What Beyonce, I, like Beyonce me, did Beyonce did her thing though. Uh, Beyonce did, did it. I thought I thought like I, you ain't see what I posted. I said Super something like raspy. woke up out of bed just to say hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, that's the dream right there. Yeah, so bottom line. He said, like, he said yo, this ver- this verse I just babe, spent, babe, it's not babe, it's not really up, hitting babe. like that. I'm gonna need you on it the was, record. By comparison I'm to Nas, you, you on the record. You saw, even Nas was embarrassed. You saw the, the FaceTime call. He was like, "Damn, bro, this dude got me even on my whack verse." <laughs> what's, what's the scoreboard? Not three to nothing. Nas Hope collapsed. Oh, wait like, a second. Wait Black a Republican second. Hope got that. Success. Hold on, no, 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 hold success. Up. Nas hold got up, success. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, he hold didn't. Hold on. Hold on. Nas got flats in other continents. Hope kind of blacked on success. Hold up, did. Hey yo, he fucking stole lines from Eminem. He blacked. Hold up. If if we give Hove, and I'm not convinced on this, because it's like it's again, it's the same verse we've Stop been hearing from Hove. Choking but, yourself with the cape, bro. But <laughs> if if we give Hove this W uh-huh. on a on a Nas and Jay Z collabo, uh-huh. it's it's even three to three. Okay. Wait, three. Break, wait, break, break it down, sir. Yeah, break it down. Uh, y'all remember analyze this. Oh, that doesn't oh. count. That absolutely counts. That's a record they did together with Lord with Lord Tariq. Lord Tariq was on that. Wasn't Shaq on that record? I think well, Hope had a better verse yeah. than Nas on that Bath Salts record, though. He did. Go ahead. We don't even. We haven't even heard. We've, the bath we've salts. heard enough of it to know Hope. Nah, no, no, it needs to be a complete record. See how Nas fans are so biased. If Nas was body the record, y'all niggas would have went on the internet, break typing y'all fingers, breaking y'all fingers, typing the shit. No, it's body do. We can't count bath salts. It has to come out. I need a harem. We, Y'all should tell them. Yo, we heard it, we bro. Might, we here might, here goes Sin Making Rules again. Here we, goes Sin Making Rules. We might hear this song because DMX's Past, Past Peace yeah. might be on a compilation or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the, the so we get to hear whole body him again. Well, wow. we shall see. Love it. Wow. We're going to hear DMX had the best. Sin, sin, the hold best. on. We've been popping our shit. Diddy been quiet. Diddy brings the guests to the podcast and then been quiet the whole episode. Nah, nah, I, I don't want to cut fuck, nobody Diddy? off. I'm loving the energy the fuck right out of now. here, nigga. It's How a, it's you feel a... about this, this this record? All right, so um, as the balance of the four, now this. I, I I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> what the I, I fuck feel are you like. Talking about? All right, let me talk my shit. Let me talk my shit. I feel like. Basically, to sum it up, I feel like Nas should have dumbed it down and Hov should have smartened up, if that makes any sense. Mm. I think that is an interesting take. I think think Nas put way too many words into a verse that didn't need that many words. Uh And I feel like Hov put way too little words in a verse that should have had way more words. Like Nas tried to over lyrical it and Hov tried to over swag it out. Over lyrical it. I love it. Interesting that when they're on a song together, That's they nigga, both nigga. double down <laughs> you know what on what they over do. Lyrical. At the end of the day, it's DJ Khaled's fault. But Yo, can we talk about that for a second? I, I, I need to say this right now. Mm-hmm. I am tired in 2021 of the try-hard DJ Khaled album. Oh, I'm tired. 2021? I'm ti- I was tired in 2011. We don't talk about him on the rap round table, so <laughs> I, we got to talk about it now. The overproduced... 
the videos of him dancing like he made some hot fire. Like all of that shit. In 2021, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick because it, it just reeks of try hard. It reeks of empty calorie. None of this shit. No, don't get me wrong. Let me, I'm, I'm wilding. 85% of the shit DJ Khaled's been putting out recently has been unnecessary shit, empty calorie shit. Don't get me wrong. The 15% is fire, though. But when the 15% right. is fire. That's the thing, though. You I'm can't dismiss him out right telling yeah. me that he's some kind of curator who's putting out fire. He's Especially the stuff at home. Hold up, though. Hold All up, though. Okay. 15, 15% recently? No. When? I want to, like, he. He had anthems on his joint. He did. He did. He, he go had, back to like, We the on Best album right here. But not. But I'm. I'm talking about like in recent Career. years. Because oh, yeah. oh. no, I'm on one. He's getting over. All I do is win. All I do I is got win. The keys. He what's, got what's, I got the keys. But and no, like he was the, the only person that could get Hov and Future on a record together. Twice. And it was perfect. How on the top of that Maybach? Was that joint? Ain't that, that's ain't that that's right. exactly what we needed in that moment. Fair. You know what I'm saying? He Fair. has his moments, bro. But I'm tired of it now. I, I am too. I am too. The percentage ain't enough. was so clear that he was sampling old shit, trying to make us feel something that I just you know don't what? feel. But what is Khaled to y'all, though? Hold do on, you hold on. do you think rap has turned us all into critics? Like, definitely I, the four of us. When Absolutely. I was, all right. When I was when I was a child, mm-hmm. there were records that were kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, tell it. None of you that. You try to tell this guy that day. all the time. He ain't that's, trying to hear us. Though. Everybody wasn't that's not true. Nice. <laughs> that is everybody not true. Everybody was nice. Absolutely. Admit. You had your, it takes two the to make things go right. You, you had to do two words so lyrical. The fuck are you talking about? Fast forward. Now so, it's all goofy records. So, I'd like to hear from Minnesota. You, you had. Right, your in the eighties, you had stupid records like da ha da ha da ha. You had records like um. It was just there was some goofy shit around, so I feel like even in the goofiness, though, there's still a hard vibe. But 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 we were just people enjoying music. I I think now we're all videographers. Right. We see somebody get their head bust open. We don't (laughs) call the fucking police, or we don't say, "Hey, don't hit him in the head with the brick." (laughs) We pull out our phones. It's like they've turned us into videographers. Yeah, philosophers. But you don't think hip hop fans at, at our age have the right to, to say <laughs> what's fire from what's not fire? I think we we know at this point what's fire. Well, we overanalyze it though. Nah, but we know what's fluff. Yeah, no. Khaled, Khaled is like Popeyes or KFC no, now. But here's, like here's, the thing, here's the thing. I do like Popeyes. It's, it's a male home though. And I we, went out. Yo, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm nah, this I, all right, because we touched on like. Where where our connection all started? Sixth uh-huh. floor, Manhattan, uh, Manhattan. Um, <laughs> out in my high school. Put the put, drunk. Put the me go down, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of better so, than me. That's six, the six, six, the city championship, Sixth floor, Manhattan. But this is the same exact type of conversations we was having then. Right. We was over analyzing shit then. Facts. That's why we gave you just at the table. We just didn't have microphones in front of us. So. I've, you know, we figured we had an audience. Let's just though. put microphones in front of us. <laughs> I think see if people I think with the us. critic was born because the music became garbage. Mm, mm. Talk about it. Mm. Talk, in oh, 1992 and like 1993, the gangsters, the killers, the the street people, everybody was waiting for Tribe Called Quest to drop, Leaders of the New School to drop, De La Soul. and De La Soul to yep. drop. Mm. I remember the hippies. Now, those are all, all great crackers. rap artists, though, right? Huh? Are, aren't those all great rap artists? Legends. Yes, very much so. Yes. But, yes. That, but that's I, interesting. I produced something for De La Soul that I'm oh, like, why know. aren't they putting it out? This shit is amazing. How long ago? They got a six years. Oh. 
they got a singer named Yummy that's down with them. Her name is Oh, Yippie. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yo. He played it on his um I watch him on Twitch all the time, DJ Maceo. Oh. He played it for me. Oh man. Twitch is a new <laughs> wave out there. The shit, yo, I just did some shit life. with the locks. Oh, what? You tell us this now? <laughs> Hold up. Breaking listen, news on the rap round. Listen. Table. They saw in the locks, you said? No, 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 no. I said I did some shit for the locks. Oh, you this nigga. Oh. Unga fucking bunga. Unga. Unga bunga. <laughs> Unga are they, bunga. Uh, are they cooking? On the way, it's on deck. Are you at liberty to discuss? Um, they they, they cooking. Oh, they, cook, they oh, cooking. Hell, you heard it here first. The, the locks are cooking up. And the amazing thing was when we recorded the track. I've always looked at the locks like Shady Kiss, Styles P, Chic. It wasn't always like that though. On the two tracks that I did for them, Chic. There you go. Styles. Kiss. Kiss. Wow. Crazy. And I was fucked up off of that because I, I fucks with them. I listen to their music. But I was like, yo, am I hearing something wrong? Sheik mm. was just pouring out some shit that was just like just nigga, nigga. He was, oh, okay. he was the nigga, nigga. He was Talk the lead man. I used to think he was the better one back in the early 90s. Did you really? Bad he was, boy, he bad was boy really era, good back in the day. Bad boy era was Sheik. Kiss Styles. Kiss was you, always number one. Kiss was Rough always Rider number era, one from the early. Kiss, Kiss Styles, Sheik. Kiss really, I and mean, then, Styles really rose up. And then, like, for a minute, you could say Styles might have even. I feel like Sheik right now, right now, Styles, Styles got it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, those bad boy days, man, Kiss was cool. I'll say this. Bro. You know, we talk about rap so much on the show. I feel like it's a rap round table, obviously. Um, <laughs> Kiss, not Kiss, Styles is one of the few rappers I would say who did, when he was in his prime. He didn't recede as much. He he didn't decline. Right, right, like, right. I feel like Styles, he's hit he hit his prime late. He's so and much still going right there. And still going. Yo, listen, right. Um, I, I'm gonna I got about 40 new beats done, so I'm gonna go start submitting. Cause I go like a turtle, I go in the shell, mm-hmm. and I come out. Um, I'm gonna go back over there and play them some more shit. But when we was over there, Nick Kiss was like, yo, he was like, yo, Vinny. We listening to all these beats. The only one giving it to us is you and Vinny Idol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the impression for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, Got amigos hitting now. You know, that it's, kid's it's impression funny. funny. <laughs> Kiss, Kiss, Kiss never knew I rhymed. Word? I played Kiss my shit. He lost his mind. What? Yeah. Yo, you know. Oh, so wait, you let Kanye beat you to, to rapping over his own beats? What's well, going on, Minnesota? Listen, right? We put out... I have evidence that we were first before everyone. Okay. We put out an album in 1992 called The Ghetto Chronicle Daily. Was that, so were you guys dealing with money? labels back then? No. We was so independent we in had, 92. We were selling crack. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Fuck the label. <laughs> the shit didn't really go nowhere, but it went, it went. It. It's called The Ghetto Chronicle Daily. Mm-hmm. The Money Boss Players. I rhymed on it. I always, I'm the kind of guy that's like, all right, um, how many you got with you, Minnie? I got 72 people with me. Bring everybody in and I'm going in last. I, you know what I'm saying? Word up. So, so for me now, like, with a promise to my, and promises are made to be broken, but with the morals to never go back to the street, no matter what, um, I'm a producer now. Like, you know, I'm a producer. Like, I never knew I was a producer. I just thought, oh, you do music and you get money. Right. And my name is Minnesota. I didn't fucking. I wasn't. Come out of end that life. Or that life will end you. Type yeah, shit. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And I went through that. I, I had a home invasion. 
Mm. You want to talk and about I was, it? Uh, shit, I had a home invasion. I was getting that much money. I stepped in my hallway one day and I had two guns under my chin. Ain't much to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm happy to be alive. You know, I, I, bless, man. you know, it's, it's been a lot of shit. Like, I, you know, I, I, you know, everybody go crazy over 50 Cent, and rightfully so. He know how to milk his situation. I've been through that shit. I got shot in the head. You know what I'm saying? So that that, that I feel you know, I'm one person who's disgusted with the streets. There's just no love, it's no loyalty, and it's a lot of nasty shit. So you know what? When you see a kid rapping, he got 30 motherfuckers behind him. You know what he's really saying? Get me away from these 30 niggas. <laughs> as as you can. That's oh, that's awesome. He Bags doesn't even know that. He doesn't even shit. know that. He doesn't even know that. But in, in, in his heart of hearts, though. In his heart of hearts. I don't want to be around them. I want to move Shoot. into this duplex. And Speak this big on house. it. I want to be in Neptune, New Jersey. I want to be in Rockland County. Facts. I don't want to be around I who? mean, yo, look at God Bless the Dead. Look at Pop Smoke, man. I mean, who knows what caused that, but... I mean, you know, you know how shit could turn that was, that was That was something that's very dangerous, and that's called random violence. Yeah. And random violence is worse. random violence. That's the worst kind of violence. You step every time you step in the street as a as a black or a Latin man, you risking your life. Yeah. We really have a a odd life. When I got shot in my head, I was waiting for a skeezer. I mean, I mean, I was waiting for a scallywag. No smarty buddy. When I got shot in my head. So wow, bro, that's crazy. There's a guy, a guy here just came home. A friend, one of our underlings, one of our goons. He just came home from jail. Everybody's yo, yo. I give him the fives and the love, but I'm waiting for the for, the, for that for the thing. takeoff, right? Right. So somebody put the phone call in it's because somebody you. he did something to in a previous lifetime. Mm. Oh, he's home. They was down there immediately. When they started firing in the crowd out of 15 niggas, I got hit in my head. I didn't know. We running in the building, and I know I'm running up the steps, and I'm feeling heavier and heavier and heavier. And I see my man, little Troy, and I say, yo, Troy, you got to go to the hospital. You got shot in your head. He said, no. You got shot in your head. Projection. So I said, what? I touch my face. I see all the blood. I said, oh, shit. I ran up the steps. I was trying to get to the 10th floor. I got to the 8th floor. Banging on Spanish lady's door. She opened the door for me. I don't even know the lady. Old Spanish Bobby, lady. Bobby, what you doing? I Shout out to the Spanish folk. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the old Spanish heads. Come on. Show that type oh, of my ghost neck. I ran, I ran in her bathroom. And I looked, and I had a fucking quarter-sized hole in my head. So I'm like, how am I alive? And I'm leaking. So I make it up to my cousin's house. I collapse. They call an ambulance. They take me out. Somehow the bullet hit the wall, went in my head, flipped around my chin, came out here, but I still got bullet fragments all over here. Oh, deuce, deuce? Huh? No, the, the the fucking, what's the gun with the triangle on the front? Because this was 2001 this happened. I'm the only idiot got shot after 9-11. For the Magnum? <laughs> September 22nd. <laughs> the, 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 sure. the triangle, it's a gun, but it's a triangle on the front. I don't know. It was a big deal. They're real big. Big enthusiasts out there. I don't even know. Not the snub nose. No, like a 357. It was a like little a rifle. Kid. It was a little kid. He had a Rockaway hood on. And no, it's a handgun, but it's big. And it got a try. It's a the Desert Eagle? Uh, something like that. One of those. That's crazy. Wow. Shit. I, I don't. Damn. And you live to tell it. 
Hello. You know what I'm saying? Applaud this that, man. Yo, that's, that just means that you live with something. But you know if what? You're here, you're here to get something. You know, you know what it was? It was a source. You're telling me you are a musician. Do music. Right. Mm. I understand that shit now. Like, I'll be an old man doing music. I don't give a fuck. Do music. Mm-hmm. I'm doing music. Right. So, I, yo, listen, right? It's fucked up because I don't really got the back in this moment, but I released one of the Hot Street albums. Facts. So, basically, the quote with Denny has, has coined a phrase here on the Rap Round Table. You decided that I'm not going to be a street nigga anymore. I'm going to be a sidewalk nigga. I'm, I'm gonna get out of the streets, make some beats, and and be safe. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not just that. I've had I've had some severe, serious situations. Mm-hmm. Even to, it might be somebody in the neighborhood that might see me and faint. Right now, like, oh shit, oh shit, we did something to him. Mm-hmm. I put the Bronx in my rear view. I put the life, the Bronx. You can't. I've always had one foot in and one foot out, so. I'm so happy now to be on the phone with Large Professor for an hour. Oh, wow. Finesse, Showbiz, who's my fucking mentor. Okay. Okay. Talk about it. Showbiz and AG. I was, I, I was going to ask you this earlier because I'm, you know, we've talked about like, you know, I make beats, so I'm like the, the producer, like nerd here. Um, Facts. So, <laughs> so ASR 10... Yeah. Was your first, was, and I still to, the, to this day, to this you day, still yeah. you still rock. You want to hear something funny? What's up? And don't lose your train of thought. I have a turntable, uh-huh. an amplifier, uh-huh. a mixer, uh-huh. and an ASR and a floppy disk. Still, <laughs> for, come on, I just come on, bunch, come on, just, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. It's you got to convert that, man. Floppy you know disk? what? I'm not in the sports. Okay. And everybody from Soundview could tell you this. Mm-hmm. I think sports is so gay. <laughs> That you're paying what? men. <laughs> that you're paying men. Like I'm the nigga that I'm into science. Mm-hmm. Yo, was, that took me out, yo. I was the kid Sports playing is so with gay. worms. Hot take. I was the nigga that chasing girls around the block with the worm on the stick. The girls. Ah! <laughs> I like science, but I think, yo, listen, right? I've hung out with basketball players because when we started going to Toronto, Canada, me and most Dev. I, got, I started going to Toronto on my own after that. Mm-hmm. But I hung out with Jalen Rose. And this was when he had just got traded. This is back 2006. To the Raptors? Like yo, Before he, was, he got 81. He, he was on Toronto on Raptors. Right? Right, 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 right. And um, yo, I kid you not. I didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> Everybody was like, yo, that's Jalen Rose. Fab Five, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so due to the fact that I mean, you can't avoid music. I know who Pop Smoke is because he was unavoidable. Right. Like, you go to the Jamaican restaurant. Hey, uh, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I know who he is. But right now, I don't know who these artists is. I know who Kodak Black is. Uh, <laughs> I know who he is. Because he has a calamity about him. He's funny. Yes. Calamity. I like that. And, and, word. and good I know word. who he is because he looks like Buckwheat. Ah. <laughs> Kodak is hilarious, though. Ooh, that's a fact. Speaking about who, new artists. There's so many babies, but I know one of them. Which one? The, the baby or the little baby? The one that beat the guy up in the mall. Oh, the, the baby. The baby. Yeah. baby, okay. Yeah, he goes in. Yeah. So, so let me go back to this question, right? Um, so uh, ASR 10, 
your first piece of equipment, you still rock with that to this day. Yeah. Uh, for those of you out there, you know, don't know. ASR10. It's a keyboard. RZA, Corel. RZA made it famous. Timbaland. RZA. Alchemist. Every, like, so, all. So, so, um. All the producers has used that. Everybody but, gets on me and my crew outside. Yo, nigga, you need to get rid of that ASR. Nah, Yo, get man. You some, so check there's this some, out. There's something about the sound that Tariq, comes out of that machine. Tariq and Peter Guns took me with them down when they went to work for Pharrell. Uh-huh. And they recorded... Sound, what is that What is that sound? As soon as we went to Future Sound Studios in Virginia Beach, guess what Pharrell had front and center? ASR 10. Fucking ASR 10. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Um, but you said, uh, who was it? Show, showbiz? Showbiz. Showbiz yeah, showed you the road. Mentor, yeah. Digging in the crates. Yes. Um, so, yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, did you, did you just, like, cop a piece of equipment and was like, yo, I'm going to do this or, or, or something? Like, well, people showed you the Well, there was Peter Gunn's. Peter Gunn's producer, which is a guy named Scratch from the Bronx. Okay. K&S Scratch. Not DJ Scratch. Not, not no, DJ Scratch. A different Scratch. A different Scratch. K&S, he showed me how to work the EPS-16. Okay. So I had an EPS-16. For the EPS-16, I got an ASR turn. Copy. Good shit. Jump. ASR. And I drunk all this water. I got a piss like a racehorse. Race horse. I'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> oh, man. We, so we, we pulling up to take a piss move from, from yeah. Langston. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait a minute, y'all both gonna take a piss? Wait, wait, wait. Alright, um in the past week, Westside Gun, in the meantime, all Minnesota goes and takes a piss. Yeah. Said that his discography is untouchable. Kind of a hot take. Is I it? see Deanie's face. I feel like I need to hear from Deanie. I know how I feel about Westside Gun's discography. What do you think about his untouchable discography? Untouchable? Let's talk about it. Th- there's not an artist with an untouchable catalog, bro. That's I exactly know. what I thought. Like, not not one. Like, Nas and Hov are my favorite two rappers of all, and, and they both have an album that made me go, eh. <laughs> You know? So, I just, I, it's, it's a great catalog. Like, like um, Conway said it best. He said he's the star. No, no, yeah. um, he, he's the brains. Mm-hmm. Benny's the star, star, and he's the silliest, silliest with, with the, the bars. bars. And, I, and I think that's perfectly the way that it should be stated. Like, as far as albums being flawless or, or what is the word, untouchable, great music. Pray for Paris is, I love that Amazing. album. Amazing. Yeah. But as far as untouchable, come on. Come on. <laughs> Give it to me, John. Come on, son. Here we Langston, go. Talk to me. Uh, look, I, I, I get it to be a rapper, especially to be the kind of rapper that, that West is, that kind of overachieving, not a great lyricist, but very charismatic. You need to be confident, you know, you need to be overconfident, but that's preposterous. Is it like, you know, it's not above reproach. He's put out some good projects. He's put out some projects that have been, you know, not so good. So yeah. (laughs) To be untouchable. And I love West Side Gun, but come on. You can't think of anybody with a better... You know I what I'll say this. <laughs> Lang- uh, Langston. West Side Gun, he has a great ear for mm-hmm. beats. Tremendous. And I think a lot of times when you have that great ear for beats, it allows you to feel like you're putting together flawless projects because sonically, mm-hmm. track to track, it sounds Beautiful. amazing. Mm-hmm. But how can you have an untouchable discography when your rapping ability is below? Like there, there, there's that line right there of an average rapper. Mm-hmm. To be fair, in my opinion, 
West Side Gun is a below average rapper who talks real shit. Mm-hmm. His, his subject matter is real, but his ability to make words rhyme below average with fire beats. Knows how in to fact, swag it out too. What what Westside has done, in my opinion, is t- taking a Southern model from the mid two thousands trap rapper who can't rap that well, but talks about shit that you can relate to that sounds real. And you know the mean? bars that the bars are even though they're not great bars, some of the bars the lines are hitting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. What he's talking about speaks to a certain audience mm-hmm. and it hits a certain type of way. But you can't have an untouchable discography without the bar work. To me, like only a handful of rappers you can honestly say have a untouchable discography because they can rap. Who are you mm-hmm. talking about? West Side Gun from Griselda. Oh. And the I third just, house in my Coogan name. You know what I mean? <laughs> but because Sincere is the person who brought Griselda to the rap round tables, mm-hmm. table, proverbially speaking, what do you think about West Side's discography, bro? Um, I think it's good. And I think we should normalize. I think we should it's normalize. I think we should normalize. I like them. Saying that I things are shit, good. Right. And just leaving it at that. Very well uh, said. Very well you know said. I mean? I like just how Sin is a politician now. Just, just cause it's good, <laughs> I'm don't, rubbing off. Don't on mean them. it's untouchable. Well, you know what? You don't know what? mean it's goaded. Guess what's, guess what's gonna happen because of them? I wasn't thinking about putting no fucking music out. Oh. No, no. Listen. When I heard them niggas, I love yeah. Griselda. Hold on. It's still alive. Hold well, matter of fact, back. no disrespect. When I heard them old niggas, <laughs> yeah. I and said, young yo, voice. Some, you know what? Sometimes there's people that bridge the gap. Kanye even the playing field. Yes. And when he did that, niggas didn't do what they were supposed to do. Mm. He even the playing field when he first came out. Mm-hmm. Griselda did it again. Right. So it's time for niggas to go berserk out here. Because I tell all the elder statesmen like I be I tell all the elder statesmen like, yo, you can't talk down on trap if you're not putting out rap. Facts. Speak uh, you gotta there's, talk a, about there's it. a whole demographic that wanna hear. <laughs> no, there's a whole demographic that wants to hear nowadays the killers is cowards and forces and formants, bosses is bitches, drug blocks is dormant. Still, we entertain that dream to live enormous. They want to hear wordplay right. from someone new. Rhyme schemes. Rhyme schemes. Well, I want that first person they wanna perspective. Hear somebody, they want to hear the new NWA 2022. Mm. There's a whole demographic that's not being fed. I went out. Last weekend, it was my first time out since going through you know, my, my health problems and 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 going to. <laughs> you know, I went in this little bar up in um deep in Connecticut, right? And um, there was adults in there, and you know what they were doing? They're the tear, but you said knock your head off. The whole club. Junebug. What's what's this? Wait, Junebug. Okay, it's the fucking Pee Herman. Wow, bro. That's. That's a fact. Knock your head off. But I off. bust out laughing. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I'm an asshole. I said, yo. It's a Spot Em Got Em song. What? That I, and I like Spot Em Got Em. I, well, I like that song. But what I will <laughs> say is, there's no, there's no thing for people. I don't think you should be. 40 and 50. Like, you know Bro, what I'm saying? Why not? No, no. If you enjoy there's a, there's it. A, no, because there's a place young. for that. Because but it's it can't for be children. But don't you think hip hop has progressed to the point that it's not a young man's game? Like I'm I not feel like, saying it's not a young man's game. So what, what I'm saying is there's still certain sectors 
I don't want to. You know, I was no, on the edge ahead, of my seat ahead, to listen to ahead. that Nas and Hov. You got me locked in. Everybody's everybody has the right to their opinion. Okay. But there's certain things that are for young people. That's fair. That's that's that that's a fair take. But some people say it about hip hop in and of itself. I was on the edge of my seat to hear new Nas and Hov. Them niggas is like fifty. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it can't be too much of a young young man's game. And you know what? Those guys transcend age. Because the 21-year-olds tapped into that record just the same way the 40-year-olds tapped into that record. Mm, right. They transcend age. But Minnesota right. made a point about Griselda essentially doing what Kanye did as far as opening the doors. They opened setting it, the everybody. For everybody. Yo, listen. It. Old niggas is getting deals. These That's niggas that I know from the Bronx right. on the other side was like, yo, they looking at me over the universe, wherever. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the new they calling me. Like, I definitely need a beat from you. And I'm laughing. Because it's happening. Because you know what? They opened up that door, and there's people who, they, they say what they say about Griselda, and they kind of disparage them. But at the same time, they're stealing sauce and doing exactly the same thing they're doing sonically. And then we see, ironically, uh, Conway the Machine drops La Machina, mm. and he decides to adopt a lot of 808s. He, he almost, he, he, he almost said, you know what? He curveballed us. Curveballed because, because the Griselda aesthetic is being stolen so much that I feel like guys like we, we talk about Benny a lot here and Conway now feel like we have to do something else because they've stole our sauce. So now we got to steal their sauce. La, La, La Machina comes out and I was a little surprised about the project and what it sounded like. The ball work is there. I love but that girl definitely. that got down with them. Oh, yeah. oh uh, Amari Caesar. What is yeah. her name? Yeah, Amari Caesar. Amari Caesar, yeah. She's fire, but that project drops, and I'm like, what is this that's about? Not, not Amari Caesar. This is a girl that's down with that whole upstate New York thing. Lil' Brown skin girl. I'm trying to think of her name. Shea Noir. Shea Noir. Oh, Shea, Shea, Shea Noir. Noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, because well, of Griselda, not the shit on her. I'm not fretting on her. Right. But because they've made that air quote lo-fi aesthetic popular culture, yes. a Shane Noir can come in right. and be fired. But then I'm surprised that Conway, because he he went the 808 routes. He he went away from the aesthetic right. that made him hot. Right. So Dang. like I'ma ask Sin, yeah. like, bro, how did you feel about that? Because that's not what we expect from Conway. I I think that uh he he's looking at Benny. Mm-hmm. And he's he's getting oh the competition. Did you hear the bars? Yeah. The competition yeah. is there. Yeah. Fierce. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think he's looking at Benny, and he's like, and he he was uh, recently in some. I didn't even like read the article or watch the video, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But I know that recently he admitted that there has been a little bit of separation in the Griselda camp, right? Mm-hmm. No, no beef, nothing like that. You're Just going like in different directions, different directions, kind of growing apart, or whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, it's well documented here on the Rap Brown table that we, we've we all been saying, like, yo, like, like Conway's the nicest, but Benny it has star. that star quality, yeah. that, and he's shooting for that mainstream appeal. He's, he's shooting for the throw. And I think and I think Conway's looking at that and he's like, yo, yeah, I'm not, not going to get left behind. I'm too nice. I'm too nice to be left behind. But did he kid it? But did he sacrifice see, what he's good at see, hold on. to chase the throne? I it's, think it's all about who no. makes the best records. Right. But 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 we back to the Nas and Hove dichotomy, like I think I I I I I think Conway's 
his his bag is staying with the gritty, the grimy, the the storytelling, the word, the, the the lyricism. Sin. I don't I don't I don't think he quite. He tried to switch up. From that, let me though. ask you this. I, I'm I'm gonna help you here. All right. Did Conway compromise who he is as an artist to try to catch up to what Benny's doing sonically? Compromise Sin. is a strong word. No, he did not. He no, did not. a compromise okay. is a strong word. Um, I, I, I think he, again, I, I, you know, I think he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't sound quite as comfortable mm-hmm. in that, in that lane as, as Benny does. Uh, but I don't think he compromised himself. I think he still came off and did his thing, you know, kind of like a, you know, like Nas on, I don't know, Nas on you owe me. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like <laughs> like that type like you know what I mean? Like we we don't expect that from him, but he still came off. D. Maybe maybe not you know all the way. Status, maybe not all the way, but like I don't I don't think he compromised, bro. It was the same bar, same same vigor. It was just on different beats. What song are y'all talking about? Um with the album La Machina by Conway the Machine. Oh. Latest album. La Maquina? Yeah. What does that mean? The machine. The machine. Oh, the machine. Okay. So it's it's pretty dope. Self-titled basically. Machina. But um yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm like, this kid's spitting it. And I, and I actually didn't listen to the drinks like two days ago. And I listened to the song Katie that you said you didn't like. And I, as soon as it came on, I was like, I know why Sin doesn't like this beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know why Sin doesn't like this record. Because it's it's a today kind of record. You know what right. I'm saying? It's it's and I thought that wasn't a bad record either. I just That's thought right. it wasn't his general speed, but How many of your brothers mm. heard the album I put out? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I did it. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's selfish. He, he'll listen to it and not share it with us. No, I did share it. <laughs> when I, it's in the link tree. Yeah. In the link tree? Yeah, yeah. I said the link tree. Yeah. Huh? I did. Don't know say, Poppy. Let me have to comb back There's some wordplay on there. There's some serious wordplay. I've been a ghostwriter, but I ain't going to say who I ghosted up for. Oh, shit. I mean, I... Maybe you should. No. <laughs> I had to try it. Y'all, I had to try. Y'all know me. But um <laughs> I feel like 630, the track on Conway's project. Oh. That kind of bag with, with the 70s sample with the with the 808 drum riff is is the great marriage with his ball work. In fact, the I, I, I got excited at the fact that he acknowledged that Benny is the popular one. And that he's basically showing y'all, I'm still the nicest though, because I, right. I we all came from that time in rap where it was competition. All this shit about let's be friends, let's collaborate, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, I love seeing my favorite rappers get together and collab, but I also like the rapper that says I'm the nicest. Can't nobody fuck with me. I don't need nobody else on my record. Top dog. And, and the fact that Conway, while not beefing with Benny, decided that I'm gonna compete. Benny's getting popular. Hello, people. I got more bars than Benny. That's basically what he said on this whole project. Right. I got more bars than Benny. I'm the nicest house inside of Griselda. Y'all need to listen to what I'm talking about. And the fact that he he saw what Benny did with Burden of Proof. He saw what Benny did with uh, Plugs I Met Too and decided, I'm going to adopt what Benny does. Because the best way to compete is to see what your competition is doing. Take what they do and do it better. Mm-hmm. And that's what La Machina was. I'm gonna try to do what Benny does better than Benny. I'm excited about that. I'm not gonna say it was better than what Benny's done, but the fact that he's willing to take that path 
and jump on a, on a boat and say, you know what, Benny? I see you, bro. You kind of laughing me right now with the popularity, but I'm nicer than you. I'm excited to see what the rest <laughs> of 2021 looks like because we all know here, and I'll say I love Benny more than I love Conway, but bar for bar, it's not even close. Conway has um, he's risen to the top of my sports bar rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. He's like so Fab back was, MVP he was Fab. like Patrick Cole. Joe Budden, too, was up Clue there, too. Era Fab with Pusha T now. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's what I'm up, saying? It's highly up there, bro. I'm excited about the fact that these two, we, the fact, we're blessed to have these two guys in the popular segment of rap as opposed to sure. bullshit. I, I, I'm, in a weird way, we got to say it. I'm, t- I'm talking a lot. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Not nah, talking shit, bro. With the pandemic, we talked about it earlier this year and last year. Push your all the fluff out the way because you can't go outside. The fact that Griselda has taken this opportunity to get to the front of the line yeah. and bring bars back. Beautiful. It excites me for the future Beautiful. of hip hop because we deserve bars, bro. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lil Yachty dropped the album. He only sold 15K. We getting the bullshit out of here. Out of here. We getting the Did bullshit really out of here. Because of, Lil Boat. Because of Lil Yachty's poor first week numbers. Fuck Lil Yachty. 15K? <laughs> That's beyond poor. That's right. Yeah. Did y'all, did y'all ever hear the track I did with Most Def? Yeah. Grown Man Business? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I try. Let me ask yeah, you this. I'm looking you at it. I sent it. You see what Griselda's doing with the aesthetic. Yeah. The, the, the extreme boom bap, the boom bappery of it. Right. Do you feel a way at all about the fact that this sound is popular in 2021 when for a while it was fronted on by people in the I culture? I fucking love it. Okay. Look, this is, yo, you know, you know what's crazy about music? Some of the best artists in the world are stuck in prison right now. Mm-hmm. And the prison is called Instagram and YouTube. Mm. Okay. Mm. They're going to peak in a second. Uh, yo, this is going to sound crazy coming from a rap producer. I want rap to kind of go away for a little while. Mm. Wow. And wow. what I mean by that oh, is, wow. and what I mean by that is, I'm a great R&B producer. I've okay. never got to put no shit out there. I'm a great roller skate music producer. Like, let the Bennys thrive. Let the Nas's thrive. Let the Jay Z strive. Let the Jadakiss strive. Let the Most F, the Talibs, the Black Thoughts, and get these other motherfuckers back in position. Mm-hmm. Because people are fiending for real music. Yeah. Our culture right now is being dominated by people who are looking for a desired result of stupidity. Oh, blood this man. You know what I'm saying? So, a desired result of stupidity. I've heard, records, I've heard records that sounded like a little bit of good. Yo, matter of fact, yo, matter of fact, right? You remember when, um, what's my man? He put out the record. I got that good cushion alcohol. I got some down Future. bitches. I, now, listen, no pun intended. Don't, I don't, like, but care, I love. Be careful where you tread with this. I love. Be no, careful no, 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 where no. you tread with no, this. No, no, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna to bust I, I, your whole head open to the white meat. Uh, <laughs> now, as long like as my bitches record, love me. That was huge. way in the future. <laughs> I loved the record. But I was like, what the fuck is this melody? And, you know, me as a musician, like, if I worked at sample clearance, everybody would be caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would never. I think producers need to shut the fuck up because people didn't even know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I watched Bob James like, oh, that's my record? Oh, the, the They don't with, know. With, with track live. So the producers got yeah. to shut the fuck up and stop talking to people. But what I'm trying to say is, Shit, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? 
This happens uh, to future, be Future Future is saying good kush oh, alcohol. You know what that is? What's that? Hush, little baby, don't you cry. True. I'm just going to write you a lullaby. And they had me on that one. I was stuck <laughs> for a minute. So I'm sitting there listening like, wow. why is this record so hot? Why does why does it re- why does it resonate with my soul? Right. Because I was listening to it in kindergarten. That's the fact. Yeah. Lullabies. And they make these a good fucking they, they make lullabies. These great records. So, no pun intended. I love the southern drum because the southern drum is the African drum. Mm-hmm. I like what they do, but I want to hear somebody talk that talk. Talking that. That's see, what we came up on. Yo, I never forget. I never knew how fucked up the Bronx was. <laughs> so I was seven years old on the baseball team, and Melly Mel came out with the message. Mm. And I really looked around at my environment mm. like, oh shit, something is wrong. Fact. I didn't know. This is just. That's programming. I didn't know that this wasn't a good place to live. If, if you grow up a certain way, you don't know what you're supposed to know. You don't know what you don't know. When you right. in it. Well, we in the stretch run of the rap round table. We're going to do some rapid fire discussions here. Uh, first things first. Views from Drake dropped. Yeah. Five year anniversary. An album that we waited for for about five years before it dropped. A lot of people talk about it as, as Drake's magnum opus, as Drake's classic. I'm not sure if Drake has one classic. I'm getting my takeoff early. Views was what it was. He had some big records on there. But long story short, in my opinion, Drake doesn't have one classic album. He's a whoa. pop artist who happens to rap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drake is that dude, man. He's that dude. But Wait a minute. But we're talking bodies of work. He got see, singles. See, sometimes when you have rappers, you have to understand there are rappers that fall towards the males. Right. And then they have rappers that fall towards the ladies. So you're saying for the ladies, Drake got classics? For the ladies? Dead scratch your face right now. He's the new LL. Okay. He's the LL. He's... He's the Jay-Z for the woman. How we felt when Jay dropped Reasonable Doubt mm-hmm. and Nas dropped mm-hmm. I Sip the Dom P watching Gun. The girls, he, yo, listen, and let me tell you something. Mostef took me to Toronto for the first time in 2003. And I fell in love with that fucking town. I was even thinking about it. It's an underrated there. town, Toronto. Because the pussy levels up there. Yeah. <laughs> Most Def went up there and fell in love in a day. I did the same shit. I was I mad at him for doing it. <laughs> I was in love with the Ethiopian girl up in fucking Toronto. A lot of, a lot of Ethiopian. Whole, you know, I was there, almost, yeah. I was almost like that movie Harlem Nights when niggas like, tell the kids I'm never coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we out of tequila? Yo. So. I don't got it. Um, um, um. I'm a killing that shit. In Toronto, they been had that problem a hundred to one. Mm. Canadian niggas is all about the broads. And they nigga nigga up there. <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> they, they got a they got a housing project called Region Park. You will get stripped. We talking about Toronto and we talking about views by Drake. Yeah, but you talking about views by Drake. But uh-huh. what I'm trying to say is these girls were like, yo, many, many, many Drake. They was trying to put me with Drake. And Toronto has a fakeness problem too. Uh-huh. So I was like, ain't no nigga got signed with Lil Wayne up here. Y'all lying. <laughs> I missed it. I, I was there. I could have. So, Minnesota, let me yeah. ask you this. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you listened to Views? Views. Drake's album. Who? Drake's album. 
Which one is that? With the one with 25 songs on it? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. 20 yeah, songs. I, you know what? I didn't make it. I never made it through the album. I'm, I'm weird with music. Like, my group be getting on my back. Yo, yeah, yeah. They said, where you getting your inspiration from? I said, from the sun. Well, from the sun? D. Had some big records on that joint, though. But yeah, like, just talk to me because we, we got to yeah. get out of here soon. Yeah. Uh, Lang, yeah. views, classic or not? Uh, hell no. If you think it's a classic, get your head checked. I mean, maybe you played football at a young age and had too many concussions. I remember when the album came out and getting through it was like going to the dentist. Wow. Uh, it was a chore. Wow. Listen, wow, there's, listen there's some good no, songs I on agree, it, but the, 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 the salacious dentist. My, songs. my point is that, first of all, I hate that Drake is this artist who has all this money and has an awesome life, and I need to listen to an hour and a half of how shitty he's his he feels. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I need? To, why do I need to sit through this? Because Dog, I got real problems you know why? in my life. I listen to you to get away from my problems. You know why? <laughs> so, so, it. but let me finish, though. Let me finish. He's a Toronto so, nigga. That's why. So, um. <laughs> No, Views, uh, I don't like that album. Uh, does Drake have any classics? No. Uh, hell no. The closest one is probably if you're reading this, but even mm-hmm. that is mm. like borderline. Because he didn't being, write it, but go ahead. And there's there's questions with that. So yeah, th- those are my feelings. Danny, talk to me. Yo, man, Definitely just... not a classic, but there are some classic records on the album. Sincere, uh, talk to me. I mean, it, it, it has some... Some kind of classic uh, non-rap records. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. Controller. Them shits was, them one shits was dance, tough. Line, with Rihanna. Um, it, it has some dope pop records on there. So... Might may, may, maybe it's a it's a pop classic. I don't know. I don't. Grammys I don't, and Future. I don't really. Uh, I don't really delve into the pop realm too much. Um, but yeah, definitely not rap. Definitely right, not so hip hop classic. The yes or no segment of the rap roundtable. TDE put on social media that on May 7th there's going to be an announcement for a project or maybe new music from the label. Mm-hmm. The hope is Kendrick is going to be at the top of that list. The five foot giant. The five foot giant. So I, I think I know the answer to this, but I have to ask because people deserve the answers. Are we finally ready for some new Kendrick? Yes or no? Sincere. I'm ready for some new Kendrick. I don't think it's going to be new Kendrick, though. You don't think it's going to be new Kendrick? No, Minnesota, you follow Kendrick Lamar? With the K. Are you ready for some new Kendrick? Yeah. I like it. I like him. Dini. Say that we get ready for some new Kendrick. They even say the artist. You might be getting some new Brandon Rashad or some shit like that. Oh, it's, no. It's, Stop it's, being it's, negative. Yo, is Anderson Pack his ghostwriter? That would break Sin's heart. <laughs> I, really I don't say. know. The way I listen to music, when I hear... I was always listening to... Anderson early, but when I hear Kendrick, I hear Anderson. Mm. I don't got the answer. That's that West Coast shit. Mm. I, I, I'm just. Are we ready for Kendrick? Fuck yeah, and he better yeah. drop something because um, you know the crown is falling from his head, this, and it might just be picked up by that boy Freddie Gibbs, man. So Kendrick got to get on oh, it. This is the first time I could say, as much as I love Schoolboy Q, it better not be Schoolboy. Yeah, I need, I'm ready for Schoolboy too. I would, ta- I would take some Schoolboy. I would take nah, some Schoolboy. Nah. Pause. I'm but pause. Pause. At this point, we're looking at what rap is doing, right? We need Kendrick. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, we do. The other day, I don't. Another quick yes or no. J Cole says the off season is coming. Are we ready for some J Cole to kick, or can J Cole wait? Sincere. Um, K- 
Kendrick and Jake call at the same time? Like, can can he space that out? So you say Coco I would, I would, I would take Kendrick, Kendrick first, maybe Jake call it, or the other way around, one way or another, but not at the same time, man. So no for you? Nah. Minnesota, are you ready for some Cole or not? I, I would say, yeah, based on Cole, he doesn't rap about regular things that everybody Facts. He doesn't that's rap about the regular thing that everybody raps about, so that's why I like him. Okay. He's kind of a break from the norm. Like, he had a record about being a kid and getting some pussy and... <laughs> You know he, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't follow that, in the sense. But of, but 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 let, let, let me be you know, hundred percent clear about this. I'm ready for some new J Cole or I'm ready for some new Kendrick. One or the other. But if they both the drop time. at the same time, it's like they you don't know if it's like Kendrick. in the mainstream realm they're gonna kind of cancel each other out and Fair. it's like yo they got they won't cancel each other really. out. But Cole Kendrick going to cut them. I'm, I'm I could use some new Cole because I don't I don't believe it's gonna be Kendrick. It might be like the new SZA or some oh. shit like that. <laughs> they they don't. Yo, oh. At least at least at least Dini, J Cole. New asshole. Dini, you supposed to be the balance, not the negative. Bro, at least J Cole said I'm giving you. New music on this date. Touche. We didn't get that from from TDE. That's true. Langston, Cole or not? Uh, I think Cole the last couple years had really big years without dropping a solo album, which is really interesting. Uh-huh. So I think I'm good on Cole. But I mean, listen, he's a talented brother. So if he puts out that album, you know, That's maybe fire. we gotta we gotta hear what he got. That's my answer. Absolutely. I wanted to say real quick, we didn't get we didn't get to it earlier, but. Rest in peace to Black Rob. Yes, R. yes. R. Underrated. Rest, Underrated as fuck. Rest in peace to Shock G, a legend. Yes. Rest in peace to DMX, a the legend. Dog, a legend man. who didn't get his flowers as big as he was. Yes, yes, but yes. nevertheless, it is the time in the episode. Sincere gets the full ISO. Sincere's been waiting this whole episode for this full ISO. <laughs> and we're going to ask you to please get off. Get off my lawn. Get off Listen, Sincere's lawn. Uh, I'm going to keep it brief. Because we run out of time a little bit, um, but this this lawn segment goes out to actually no G in the game, um, Irv Gotti, man. Like, so as we all know, DMX passed away, right? Rest in peace to the to to the goat, or one of the goats, um, the legend. Uh, so there, you know, there's a lot. Of, obviously, there's a lot of speculation as to like what caused his untimely death. Um, you know, we all know that he had issues with, you know, uh, drug addiction and stuff like that. Like, but um, Gotti took it upon himself to, like, in an interview, some type of interview online, uh, to divulge whether whether it's true or not. We don't know, but allegedly, uh, he said something about that he got a bad batch of, like, you know, crack and fentanyl. Like, and I'm and I'm I'm looking at this. I'm like. What, whether it's true or not is is not even the matter here. Like, th- this is if if anybody were to divulge this, it would have to be somebody in his family. You know, respect the family, respect the the you know the fact that this man just passed away, um, and and don't like overstep your boundaries. Like, I know you, you know, I know Irv, Irv, Irv and Dmx go back, um, Irv, but. But <laughs> hey, I couldn't have said it better myself. He stole but, a beat from me. <laughs> that Everybody steals from me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pa- put it past him. Um, but yeah, it's like just you know ha- have some you know have some respect. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's your man's. And it, again, whether it's true or not, it could. Who knows? But that's not even the point. It's like just don't don't put a dirty laundry out well, there. 
like that. Like somebody that just passed away. Let them rest in peace. Let them, you know. <laughs> Me and Irv is cool now. Okay. But to, to speak to his character, he probably didn't do it with bad intent. Not he's an it, outspoken guy. Okay. Right. Because yo, when I first went to meet him, he doesn't seem like he has a filter. He did none. Right. Mm. So he didn't do it as an asshole. Yeah. He did it as I'm being Irv. Right. I know DMX. DMX right. is my man. When I first went to meet Irv Gotti. Just be mindful, we're we're running out of time. Basically. Okay. He stole a beat from me. Everybody's calling me like, yo, your beat is on the radio, Ja Rule. And Lil Wayne is rapping on your beat. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't listen to radio. Right. Who's my beat? Mm. I go to meet Irv. Go down to Def Jam. He's down there with 40 niggas. I, I don't know if he thought I was oh. coming on bullshit time. <laughs> I come. I got my kufi on, my dashiki. Just, you know, <laughs> me, my lawyer, and my cousin and shit. So we worked it out. But Irv, the first time I met him, he was like, yo, who are you? Yo, you're incredible. Yo, we was in here trying to steal your shit, and we couldn't. He said, what did you do? I said, when I do my beats, sometimes I put the ASR, I can pitch in the middle so you can't play it. It's not going to sound right if you try to do it over. Mm. So he was like, yo, that's amazing. Yo, we was really in here trying to steal your shit. And I'm just looking at this nigga like, something wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, so man. Um, him. But he's an outspoken yeah. guy. Yeah, but like, you know, as Minnesota said, he probably didn't have any ill intent, but it's just, you you know, you got to have some type of, you know. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, wow. And just like, you know, like think about like the family and have some, you know, just think about respecting them and their, their privacy and whatever. So. Or? Or get the fuck off my lawn. I love the fact that so long in, when I, when I throw the alley to sin, he knows exactly how to finish it. <laughs> Langston, bro, before I get to you, Minnesota. Yo. Your social media so people can find you, follow you, and tap oh. into you. Shit. Minnesota, Minnesota Money Boss. Boss. Minnesota underscore Money Boss. And um, I think they, I don't I don't know what's going on. I can't get in my Instagram. I hope I'm still there. You, you still there. Minnesota <laughs> underscore Money Boss. And then there's Minnesota underscore Money Boss players. So okay. I'm probably going to give up both Um, Are you pages. on Twitter? Um, No, I need to get on you. Twitter is the space for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yo, dead ass, bro. More than Instagram, more than anything else. Yo, Twitter fuck is Instagram. Where you need to be Twitter, my nigga, for real. Tap in with that, Langston. Oh, they'll block me on Twitter. No, they won't. <laughs> they'll flourish. You'll more flourish fit, more, on Twitter. Trust minion. me when you know I tell you. They, they, they. I, I've been blocked on every social media thing I'm on because I'm. I know. You no, know. your point of view is built for Twitter, bro. It Trust is. me, I'm not even bullshitting you. Twitter That's and fact. what you do outside of music. Yeah. Twitter is the space. Uh, Tap in. Shit. Tap in. Langston has been two months. Since we have you, we, we've had you here. You've been missed. Your presence has been missed. Your energy has been missed. Uh, real quick before you go, let the listeners know that you're back in full effect. Listen, man, I'm back, and I'm not back like on some one foot in, one foot out. You know, I don't want to get into too much detail, but you know, I was going through some shit in my personal life, and you know, like I, I was talking with the fellas, and even after you know me and the fellas talked, some other shit came up. And sometimes, like, you know, when people close to you fuck you over, your impulse is to just, like, like just remove yourself from everyone close to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm just here to tell you, if that's your impulse, if you're like me, 
and you got real people around you that really love you and really value you and you have something like we got at the rap round table hold it close to you man because this shit right here I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but <laughs> like, too late. <laughs> but yo, dog, listen, no funny shit. Like this is some yeah. real shit. Like our bond is one thing, and I value it, but it's exponential because of what we got here. You know what right. I'm saying? And I want to shout out Josh because we're running close to the end, and he's holding <laughs> us down. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? So shout to Josh. Um, and uh, I'll take us home, bro. I listen, I want to acknowledge DMX too for showing me this strength and weakness. I love you, man. God bless you. Listen, shout to uh, Minnesota, a Bronx legend, holding Facts. us down with stories about New York City. I know our New York City listeners really enjoyed this episode because he was cutting hey. deep. You know what I'm you saying? Hey, hey, Bronx, yo, especially. Yo, yo, you're always welcome on the show on behalf of Minnesota, the Bronx legend. My man Wait, job, the point guard. You got Minnesota, something to say, no, bro? No, Minnesota Money Minnesota Balls. Minnesota Money Balls, some, my some, bad. Some young white kid in Minnesota owns the name. All no. right, so we want to respect. Yeah, so I can't I use it. We, we want to respect. <laughs> so on behalf of Minnesota Money Balls. What's the part of Handshake on all streaming platforms? Uh, Check Jaw, it out. the point guard. Since it a rap snob. Dini the balance. You dig? Lil, we'll see y'all in a month, man. We out. Yes, sir. Yeah.